Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to an Irreverent Media Podcast. Go to irreverent.fm for more content from our friends. Hello, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Kevin. And, and we're, we're your favorite, favorite aunts. aunts. We finally nailed it. We did it. Okay, we're two best friends who have a lot in common and a lot on our mind. And each week we're going to tell you what is on said minds, pop culture, Christian subculture, everything in between. And also we ask, uh, we answer some questions from listeners, people like you. And like your favorite aunts, we've got lots of opinions and a few drinks in us. Because it's, um, it's more fun that way, right? So let's get into it. This is a new episode of Your Favorite Aunts. Oh, it ended early. What the fuck? That's not cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you just started with an F word. Hello. I don't give a shit. You know me. You know me. I do know this. Um, Um, We're going to be... The FCA is coming after us, not not no, the, the FCA. FC or the, <laughs> the Fellowship FCC. of Christian Athletes. Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yeah, I actually used to lead worship for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. No, I was one hundred percent very involved. And also, I wasn't an athlete; just a very good Christian. <laughs> yeah, clearly. knowing that I needed not to say save... that you were a good Christian, not clearly that you weren't an athlete. Yeah, clearly, clearly a good Christian, clearly not an athlete. <laughs> I'm just over here swallowing my Cheerios that I was eating. <laughs> Listen, you eat whatever. Listen. Like you know, you've seen me come up in here with a goddamn burrito bowl up in this. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Anyways, uh, I guess we should so enter the show. Live. Welcome to your Welcome. favorite ants, the weekly podcast and live show where I try to embarrass Sarah as much as possible. Mm. Um, and career-endingly is yeah, your career-ending embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm yeah. Kevin. I'm Sarah. And we are your favorite aunts. Welcome to the show. We are. Yeah. Um, as per usual, we are joined live by a lovely crew of humans who join us every week. So if you're here, go ahead and say hello. We've got a friend over here in Phoenix doing good. We've got, we got a friend over here from New York State doing fairly well. Just kind of girl, same. Busy as same. all get out. Super glad you're all here. Um, please let us know in the chat how you're doing, yeah. what you're doing. And as we get into tonight, um, yeah, we would just love to to hear from you, what you got to say. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Chris in Connecticut, or Chris Ann. Chris Ann in Connecticut. That's a cool name. Yeah. Anyway, so we've got a couple of things to get through tonight. Before we jump off, I think we would, uh, I'd like to announce personally, uh, next weekend, Sarah and I are going to have the pleasure Yes. Uh, attending the Wild Goose Festival in Hot Springs, North Carolina, uh, where we're actually going to be doing a live show. Our first ever live show. <gasps> our first ever live also, show. Also, we're not even that big of a podcast and we're doing a live show. So like, eh, you know? <laughs> I mean, I feel like, you know, we've got friends who will be there. Oh, so yeah. 
We'll have an in-studio audience. Come on. I think it's going to be so fun. Um, so in, in light of that, um, we're going to move our time around for next week. And when the show is going to be recorded live, um, just cause we're going to be in the mountains. And so production is going to be a little bit different because we are a one man band. And we will. And in the as we all know, there is no true internet signal out in hot springs. Not a one. No. So here's a secret to hot springs is you don't even know if you're going to have cell phone service. So yeah, you should just count on not hearing from either one of us for five days. But we will be trying to shoot our show live. We, our VRBO does have claims to have Wi-Fi. So yeah, I'll believe it when I when I try to stream something with it. But like you know, if we're just like doing like one one stream out, like you, me, Matthias, and Mason can really do some damage. You, me, Matthias, and and Brenda. I think we and also Josie. like and Josie. It's shit, like, we'll just have everyone in the room. <laughs> I'm not saying that we should probably like. I'm not saying that we need to do something. But just like, I think that I'm going to have my camera on the entire time and be making some really cute. Remember how last time oh, I, made, so good. I made a secret yearbook video just for our friends. And I think I'm going to do that again. It was the best. Oh, it makes yeah. me cry. It was a cute little recap video. But anyways, if you are so inclined, please come join us at the Wild Goose Festival. I'm going to just my Richard is still in lockdown in New Zealand. We should be in lockdown, honestly. Oh, yeah. And we kind of are. No, we're um, not. Let's be real. But not well, I mean, okay. When we say locked, when they say lockdown, you know what they mean? The government says you can't go nowhere, baby. I know, and we are highly suggested we don't go anywhere. We're we're going to North Carolina to say that uh, Kevin and I talk about it daily, whether or not it's a good idea to go. Not because both of us are double vaccinated. Where we're going, you have to have a vaccination card. Um, you know, it's just the idea of like the ethics mm -hmm. behind traveling during this time and also just wanting to keep everyone safe and whatnot. We have landed on, we are going to still travel because of all the work that Wild Goose is doing to keep it safe. And um, also because like real talk, we've, we've dropped some money on this already. And so it's true. I'll be honest. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not willing to lose money. Unless I can, well, over health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But again, like it's, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm weighing, weighing my personal, I know my personal risk is very low. And also because of the people I'm around, it's very low and blah, blah, blah. I being as safe as we can be is what yeah. we're saying. But as of right now, I will be flying to Kevin on Monday, which is so exciting. We're going to be in person again. I know. Together, it's going to be which so is crazy. Yeah. More than we've seen each other in two years, which is so good. It's so good. Um, so I got to ask, how the hell are you, Kevin? How am I? And while we're doing this, please, uh, audience friends, please tell us how the hell you are in the comments, because we would also like to know how you're I doing. Also, MJ says, I am okay, question mark. I'm in um, Long Beach and I am okay. Yes. Is that a question? I am okay? I am okay. Question My name mark? is Ron Burgundy. Um, how the hell am I? Um, yeah, how the hell are you? My, I think... Today I feel pretty good, uh, to be honest. I um, I decided uh, a couple of different things, um, and I had a great insight for my online community that I run through Patreon. I'm rebranding it. And oh my so, gosh! I'm have not I told you about to... this? Oh my gosh! You showed me the graphic, and I nearly oh. lost my mind. It's so good. The graphic is cute, but the membership card is cuter, bitch. Mm, There's a member. Card. Let me see if I can pull this up on screen real quick because it's just... really good. I thought. Right, oh my yeah. gosh! 
in a minute, we have to debrief what you pulled up on screen last time. And then that person tweeted us. Oh my God. I was just, oh, we'll talk about that in a second. So let's go to window and boom. Let me pull this up for you. Uh, everyone, check out this cute little membership card. It's so cute. You know what I just realized? When I turn what? when I turn my mouth off, like it turns everything off. Like this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to click this button so we could keep our volume on because nobody heard me just oh. then. <laughs> Were you talking? Oh, I yeah. didn't hear you. Yeah, that's what happened. So what I was saying while I was muted, but now everyone can hear me now because I did it the correct way. Um, it says this cute little card officially certifies that blank is a member of the crowded table spiritual community for all heretics and doubt-filled believers. And then it's got the quote from the high women at the bottom, which is my favorite. Adorable. Which is, which is if it's love that we give, then it's love that we'll reap. I love that. So I'm riding a high. Um, I'm really excited about expanding that. And then the other thing is that Saturday, uh, Saturday Church is now also just rebranded as the Crowded Table. And we're doing it at 5 p.m. Saturdays on the internet, just like this. Um, and I'm so excited because I'll get to preach more. And then I also get to invite guests, my friends to come preach if we want to. I can invite musicians from all over the world to come do music. I can invite other people to come and read liturgies if I want to, like all through the power of this dope ass thing called the internet. I love it. Your nails remind me that the other night I was having dinner um, at the food carts here and we had my roommate's dog with me, which is a very big Newfoundlander. No, we didn't. We had my friend April's dog with us, bacon. And this little bacon, this teenage boy, I mean, uh, maybe boy, I'm going to uh, <coughs> male presenting. Yeah. Um, came up and had their nails painted and uh, black and, you know, and I, he, they said, Hey, can I pet your dog? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And then they looked at me and I was like, I love your nails. And they got so excited. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what there is like for like queers who like are, especially like uh, queer dudes who would like start to experiment with things that are more femme. It means everything to us when you pay us a compliment. It really does. So like, mm. and I mean, as long as you're not being creepy about it, like just be nice. Um, at least I'll say it for me. Like I like it. I'd actually have some friends actually, let me retract that statement. Some people do not feel comfortable with you commenting on their appearance at all ever. Mm, and however, true. I'll tell you that there is a lot of people, a lot of us out queers, like we want to hear it. So like, give us our flowers. <laughs> <laughs> give us our flowers please yes please so you're excited about that i did not mean to yeah. interrupt you i just had to oh, share that you're totally fine uh i guess that's like the big thing i just got a lot of clarity around that and um i went to karaoke singing last night and i had a really nice time so that's that about that um sarah heath I would like to know yes. how the fuck are you? Oh, how the hell are you? I've got a lot of fuck words tonight. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Am um, I though? Am I sorry? 
No, not really. I'm doing really well, but I also, I feel like it's a mixed bag. So I am really excited. Uh, I won't give too many details, but. Because you can't. Because I can't. But uh, today. Isn't that fun to have a secret? It's not like, I mean, I guess it is a huge secret. Uh, I, only because it's in the like stages of just beginning. But um, today I had an on camera um you know, casting call kind of thing, uh, to kind of live out one of my dreams, which is to, uh, host a show, which, um, like a TV show on a potential network. We'll see. Uh, but it's based around and doing the stuff that I love about making spaces and about, um, yeah, I won't give too many details about the show. Uh, but it is like a really exciting opportunity. Yeah. And then just getting to do that. And, um, it was really fun because every part of my life lately has just been like stepping out and Mm -hmm. saying, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And I don't know what is going to be behind it or around it. And so, um, I was contacted and that's a big deal within, uh, television networks. So they didn't call um, Sarah did not seek this out. They called Sarah Louisa Jane Heath and said, they did. Hello. Um, uh, we need a, a woman. We need a woman who has the skills that you have. So um, that's really exciting because it kind of meshes together all the things. I think I said to you earlier, Kevin, like this is everything I have been working on. Um, Mm -hmm. And since I was a kid, like from the first design sketches that I would do for closets and things like that, like this is all of my favorite things. And whether or not it um, comes into fruition, because we know that a lot of TV shows get piloted and pitched and then don't get picked Mm up. Um, I think more just the fact that like the acknowledgement of like, Hey, this is something I really love doing. And um, I'll tell you as someone who grew up within a church environment, and then I grew up also uh, acting as a kid, but I grew up in a culture that is really, it's difficult to like shine. I remember a teacher calling me a prima donna as a kid because I loved acting and singing and all that sort of stuff. And it hit me really hard because it felt like that was very, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it feels you were like saying that, that very- it sounds stifling. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. it also sounds like really early on, like you learned you are too much, tamp it down. Yeah, you are too much. And it's too much about you. And so um, to be kind of, I don't know, to be able to do the thing that I love and to hear that it actually brings goodness into the world feels really great as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> and also, I would just like to say, if people would just admit that we're only ever doing something for ourselves ever, we would be a lot happier. <laughs> I think so, maybe, right? Like, think like, about, like, think okay about, like, the reason say I want to do it. Yeah, you know the reason I do this podcast? I'm, I hope it helps people, but at the end of the day, I do it because it's fun. Because I want yes, to. It's true. We do it because it's And fun. like, you know, why do people have kids? Not because I feel cold to be a mom. No, you wanted to have a fucking baby. You chose that. You know, true. I'm just like, you know, like anything in this life, you know, you want to sing in a choir. Everybody, you know why everyone's singing in that choir? It's not for the goodness of mu- the sake of music itself. It's because I get to sing. I am doing it. We're only ever doing things for ourselves. And if we can just admit that. Anyways, yeah. okay. I don't know why yeah. I'm gesturing so wildly with this. I don't know, but I kind of love it. So yeah, I, I have this. Uh, that's really exciting. And it's a long story how that all, all happened. But also, like, I got to introduce them to uh, a potential co-host. And um, they're a great person. And so it's just this, like, um, 
it could be incredible. So um, mm -hmm. I'm excited mm -hmm. about that. And I haven't been excited about anything in a really long time um, because I've That's been nice. so afraid. Um, I've been excited about people I've met and that sort of thing, but within my own like- Like an actual thing thing. Yeah. So it feels really good. It feels like I'm moving in the right direction in some ways. And I said to my mom today, which I thought was really fun for any of you who are on the fence about like, what do I do next? Um, mm -hmm. It was really hard for my parents that I left a job without having another job. I mean, I do have a LLC that I run in a consultant firm, but I don't make the money that I made as a full time mm -hmm. clergy. But I just knew that I was being invited into something different. Mm -hmm. And so I took a step and I was talking to my mom today and I was like, mom, I literally couldn't have taken this step even to consider what it would mm -hmm. look like to have the kind of career that's going to be on the road if I was still attached to a local community that I felt so compelled to serve. Mm -hmm. So it is the exact right thing. Um, I'm excited about that. But I also have, I, I realized today as I was working in my trailer, I've got a bit of the sads. I am going hmm. to be, I'm going to be away from... Uh, been for about a month um, because I will be in North Carolina and then back in Costa Mesa where I um, pastored and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be packing up my apartment that I've loved so much, mm. but it's time for me to move on. And that feels really heavy. Mm -hmm. And I will be moving back up here in October, but I'm going to miss all of my friends here and I'm going to miss the life that I've sort of begun to build a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm also going to miss my friends in California and I'm feeling this very, um, I don't know how many of you have ever experienced this, but the feeling of like, where do I belong? Yeah. It's so the, I, the in between the, I mean, like at least for yes, me, the liminal. Yep. That's it. And I think like once you, once you break yourself away from the binaries of everything, you just live out here in space. It's really fun. Yeah. And I just have to tell you, the funniest thing is like, I'm rediscovering things about myself. Um, my job like was wonderful. Okay. I literally have a note in my notes that says, I like peas in my salad. I forgot how much I like peas in salads. And it sounds like the funniest thing, but it was a reminder that like forever I have not forever, but I have been really focused on um, sort of just whatever other people really like just sort of, you know, mm -hmm. what is the least offensive way to do all sorts of things? And absolutely, I've stood up for things that I should have stood up for. But there's this really interesting thing that's happening where I feel like I'm really getting more embodied into myself. So um, it's because you are. Yeah. You don't even know. So I, like, like, I, I am. I am doing it. Beach. Yeah. Yeah. I'd so, also like to say I would like to uh, echo what um, Mr. MJ says, or I don't know what your pronouns are, MJ. I apologize. You're exactly enough, Sarah. Thank you. Um, thank you. Because too much and too little, you know, I think mm -hmm. that's the thing that women, often those of us who live within a femme, whatever that mm -hmm. might look like, we either feel like we're too much or too little. And yeah. um, so I think that it is helpful to hear that. I wrote a whole, I wrote a whole poem and I put it in my book called I'm Nervous. And the, the line is, I am nervous that I am not enough and that I am too much. Yes. All mm -hmm. the time. Uh, not so much. I don't worry so much about it now, but like it's whenever I slip back into that lie that I just feel terrible. Yeah. It's and not it's like, And it's like, I am, I am not enough and I am too much. Like I am not going to be enough for some things and I'm going to be too much for some things, but that doesn't matter because those are not the things I'm meant for then. Right. There is a perfect place and a perfect path for me. 
and you aren't going to miss out on the thing that's for you. I think that's been a really important lesson for me because there's been so many opportunities that so many of my friends have done or so many things that I thought, oh, I wish I could. I wish I. And the truth is, is like that, that wasn't my thing. And this new thing might not be my thing, but it it is just so helpful to think through, um, you know, kind of the Mm -hmm. idea of like what is for me. Yeah. And I think like when we say that idea of just like what is for you will not miss you, it sounds really, really woo woo. But I will tell you, it's it's easier for like it's more helpful for me to believe that than to think that life is conspiring to just bring me harm and pain. Right. Because if that's true, what are we all doing? I should give up. Like, it, like I don't have right. any hope when I when I go there, and so that's why I stick to to that that concept because it's helpful for me. No, I know that that is like there is a lot of layers, and that's a privileged feeling sometimes. But mm-hmm. just the idea that like you can't miss out mm-hmm. because I think a lot of us sit around afraid of missing out. Yeah, and and I think it's because many of us who grew up in evangelical land or like who like were in patriarchy or like breaking out of like our shell, whatever, like we have a feeling all the time of, I missed out. I know for me, like honest talk, the feeling I was actually talking about with my therapist all this time was like, I want to move so fast and do so much so quickly because I feel like I'm making up for lost time. Ooh, yeah. And I want it now. And I think I want it now because I am constantly, like I was trained to constantly think about my death all the time. Yes. Yes. And so I, and not only that, but you were told that you were, you know, songs, everything, every, you are the generation that has to save humanity. Mm-hmm. So everything and technically do, we are, we are, <laughs> it is true actually. But it's true of every generation, I, but no truer than now when the earth is burning. So it's this idea of like, how do I, I have to, everything I do has to matter. Um, and everything has to be, you know, you know, Perfect. it's just, and you're messing up. Every decision is, it holds so much weight. So I think there is this beautiful thing that I'm, I am trying to just learn how to just let it be. I listen to you. So one of the things we should talk about is I've been doing every day, the meditations, like I promised you I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it has been fantastic. I have been doing yes. meditation insight- invitation. A meditation invitation. I it's called Let It Go <laughs> and Surrender. And I've been listening to it every night. And the weird thing is, is this girl doesn't fall asleep to anything. Like I can't fall if the TV's on, if somebody mm-hmm. sneaks down the road, I can't fall right. asleep. But for some reason, um, I fall asleep listening to it every night. So mm, that's it right there. Uh, uh, Let it go. Like mm, and that's the thing, like. And also, if you were here last week and you got the meditation invitation, did you do it? Yeah, I want to hear more. Because here's the thing. If you didn't, now's your time. Every single week, that's my weekly challenge, is meditate every day between now and next show and tell me how you feel next week. Mm -hmm. It feels good. So far, we've got one person, one believer, right here. Hi, it is me. Are you going to confess that napping is your Lord and Savior now? (laughs) <laughs> napping is my lord oh. i don't nap but i'd love i'd like oh to my nap god days, napping you know? is my lord and savior tell you what <laughs> um shout out to these these comments i'm just like uh this person said uh richard said we get that in the queer community missing out on courting and early teenage relationships let me tell you what that's one big thing i think a lot of us have to mourn is right. like those early i didn't get to have an early romance when i was a teen 
Like the people I dated, I just, I wasn't attracted to them because they were mm. girls. And like also the first time someone ever kissed me, it was a wonderful, very, very attractive woman named Cole McConnell. Cole McConnell like grabbed me behind the curtains of the sound of music, like, dur- like during the actual play and started making out with me. And I didn't know it was happening. It was just all of a sudden there was a tongue in my mouth and I'm like, oh, it tastes like metal because she had braces at the time. Um, and <laughs> and uh, so I never got to have that. I did, um, I did one time go on a date with a guy I met on MySpace. Um, anyways, but Shane Deal says like, I've been feeling that way both after a traumatic incident in my early teen years and moving away from evangelicalism. Um, yeah, it's called second puberty. Anybody? Yeah. I mean, I, I gotta tell you, I was super lucky that I, I had your stereotypical, right. Cause it's easy to do when you're cisgender heterosexual. Um, I had my first boyfriend at 15, but guys, here is where I'm not stereotypical. We dated till I was 18, almost 19. Yo, you better, you better. Like that's called commitment. Yeah. We dated a long time. How was he, that? It was like a divorce. It was like a divorce when we broke up. And that was the scariest thing for my parents because they're like, we loved him. We loved the two of you together. But you guys were really young. And they were, and they're right. It, it did cause some massive scarring when we broke up. It was really hard. Yeah. I really wonder if dating, I'm not saying that people can't date, shouldn't date, shouldn't make out, shouldn't do whatever, because like people are going to do what they do. But it's like, it's one of, I, I wish that at least like, I don't know. Like, I wonder if we had a different story instilled in us when we were kids, if we would have done something differently, because the only thing we had modeled for us was long-term monogamy, you know, long-term monogamy from the get-go with no setup, you know, no self-development, no discovery of what we're doing inside here. And this might be dipping into a little bit about, did you hear about the show Schmigadoon on, in, uh, on, Mm. uh, what's it on Apple TV? We started watching it, my friend and I, and the thing that I really was hopeful for, it has a very strong feminine character who's very strong, but it Mm. went back to the he's avoidant in relationship and she's strong and work focused and then they have to work it out and she has to change and he has to like, but it's like, it's it's classic, it's classic, your classic heterosexual um, shit, heterosexual. But I was thinking, I was sitting there going, I have literally dated that guy. I've dated that trope again and again and again and again. Yeah. And I think I'm going to be the special one who gets to sing the song and like gets to change their mind where I'm the tough girl that finally changes their mind. And now they're going to want to be. And it's like, that is just the story we tell ourselves that the biggest thing that you're running after mm. is another human who will then complete you is it's absolutely damaging. And late at night, I still believe it. And I don't want to believe it. And I look around and in my group of friends, I'm one of the only single people. And so it is a difficult Mm -hmm. experience, right? So it's like, what is wrong with me that I don't have that? And um, part of it is like, I'm not going to have that until it is what I, you know, but it does, do Mm. I have bad settings? Right. And if if that wasn't the thing that like completed us, you know, Mm -hmm. ding dong. I hope that you remember everything that you just said when you're feeling really, really poorly. And I will also do the, cause like I'm, I'm, I say it because I do the same thing. Right. It's just like, we all like, yeah. And that's the thing. If we remember that we're all falling in and out of that feeling of just like, we know logically no one else completes me. And at the same time, holy shit, it would be so nice to be partnered so that someone could sit on this fucking couch and smoke a joint with me and finish the show. That's what I want. You know? Yeah. And also just, 
to feel I'm uh, Jen Hatmaker did a great post today about the like little secret things about yourself that only your significant other knows, especially like the long-term significant other. So having a boyfriend from the time I was 15 to 18, almost 19. That was your very formative spongy years. And he knew me better than he was my best friend more than anything. Not only was he my boyfriend and super hot, made me think every guy was, uh, he really just was my best friend. And I think knew all the little things about me and I felt seen and, and, and regarded and all those sort of things. And I think sometimes when we lose that, experience. he really was. Um, and maybe that's the thing is just like, he set a really, really lovely standard for how you should be treated in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and also, ugh, you know, I know. Well, you know, I think there's just such a thing to be said about it's okay to say I'm a strong and independent person, but I also wish that somebody knew all these quirky things about me and accepted me for them. Yeah. Um, I'm a strong, independent person. You know, I masturbate every day, but sometimes I don't want to just jerk it by myself. You know what I'm saying? Uh. (laughs) Just took it so deep. Yeah. Oh, I always take it so deep. (laughs) Stop it. Speaking of this. Okay. So, Last week, if you guys will remember, one of the did you hears was that we had a whole conversation about Bobby Burke and shirtless oh. Bobby Burke. And so um, oh, gotta, we, that image post- up. we posted going. this image of Bobby Burke and we I said in the uh, as I listened back, I heard it. I said that I think Bobby Burke's been hot all along and nobody has necessarily noticed it. And so Kevin wrote at Bobby Burke, but didn't even at Bobby Burke, just wrote about it on Twitter and didn't even didn't at him, just mentioned his name, which means a bitch was Googling herself. Yes. And wrote this. Are you getting up the screenshot from it? Yeah, I'm pulling it up. So giving just an It I'm, was so I'm, fun. I'm, you know, Chrissy and I am wait, dating. Everyone. You said you're not dating either. I am dating. I'm just realizing that I'm I'm, I'm dating in a different way than I have in so long, right? Like I am trying to be okay if the person isn't okay with all my little quirks because it just is who I am. And I think for so long, I was trying to be the perfect partner and kind of hide the parts of me that I thought wouldn't be accepted or like too big or mm-hmm. too, you know, too much, like a strong right. woman or whatever. Um, okay. So coming in hot right now is this image. Um So I'll zoom in a little bit too. So like I said, wait, so it's like, basically I tweeted out the show and it says, but wait, when did Bobby Burke get hot though? How can I make this wider? Oh, wrong one. Um, But if you look down right here, actually, let me turn the chat off real quick. Make this full screen for y'all because it's absolutely worth it for you to see. Um, It says, some might say I have always was. Others might say in between season two and three. Still, some might say I haven't. Crying, laughing emoji. Um, That is a, he's, tweeting at me the bitch mm-hmm. is tweeting at and i would like to point out it was the first time that you didn't at me about the show and i was like well because i would have loved to have seen that in real time oh my god but i'm show glad you sent me the image why is my mouse not working all of a sudden i don't know hold on um, my computers my computers glitch out. so i would say all of this i would say this um we just don't need to do the show anymore because we have reached the level where bobby burke is tweeting at us so yeah and you know? i think that for me it's it's enough yeah you know, it is enough It's enough for me in, the, in these day and age to have bobby burke just here 
alongside us. Like, it's just, what do you mean? You watch our show? I mean, like, I wonder, like, I really hope that he listened to the show. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Will he? Yeah. Won't he? We don't know. We don't know. We um, I love that. Uh, I just want to also clarify. I'm so sorry. Hopping back in just to Chris Ann's comment about not dating. Mm-hmm. Chris Ann, I didn't date for a really long time. It wasn't necessarily an intentional thing. It's just sort of life circumstances and dealing with heartbreak took a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, and I just think it's an okay space and people shouldn't try to fix it. And that's the problem is I think a lot of people yeah. around us are worried. And so then we feel like maybe we should worry. What do you mean? Yeah. That's the thing is like everybody else is projecting their fears onto us, like putting these uh, uh, unreal timelines Mm -hmm. on us. And like, that's just like, it's not fair. It's not fair to any of us because you know why? Like, and it's also, it's not helpful. Mm -mm. And that's, and then once we recognize that that behavior, that way of thinking about relationships is just purely unhelpful, we can really like step our game up. It's just like, well, what is helpful? What you is know. helpful? And I think that's um, the same thing. I like when I when I get down on myself, like I really have to like go back to like, okay, these thoughts about me thinking shit about myself, that's not helping me. I'm just like, well, what would be helpful? Let me go eat something. You know, let me maybe go I'm hungry. Eat. Yes, maybe I'm hungry. Yeah. Often the answer is maybe I'm hungry. Um, so let's enter into the did you here. I put in, cause I think this is for me, my generation, the, uh, I was in high school, middle school. I was in middle school when the album Nevermind came out. Um, and just so you, from Nirvana, um, just so you know, uh, the baby on the cover of the Nevermind album is naked and his um, his penis is exposed. And that man now is suing the entire band, including the state of Kurt Cobain, for indecent exposure of him as a child. Mm-hmm. And I am just, I, I mean, like, here's the deal. Love Nirvana. Kurt Cobain you know, icon forever and ever and mm-hmm, always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also. And also. Give give this dude the money. He's not wrong. Okay. Yes, because he was never compensated. So that is part of the story. That's never really compensated. Mm-hmm, yeah. Keep going. Never compensated and the parents never signed a release. Mm. But it Oh my God, wait, wait, wait. The parents never signed a release form? Mm-mm. Somebody who's had a job for a long time is about to get fired. <laughs> 100%. Also, it was a friend of Kurt Cobain's child. Oh. Well, yeah. I, mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just like. Or a friend of the photographer's child. It's a friend. It's a friend. Um, either way, just kid, like, you know, it's just like. What do you guys Dummy. think about this? Does no one else have feelings about this? I read that and was shocked. Anyone else grow up listening to Nirvana? I mean, like, I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm personally not shocked. I'm like, I'm, I don't know, I'm like, sick. Like, let him get his coins because at the end of the day, like, yeah, you were a, you were a baby who was exploited, and yes. if you can get compensation for that. Most babies who are exploited do not get compensation. You know how many Instagram moms out there are getting rich off their yes, kids? Yes, Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Like so I had this conversation with my friend's daughters because they incessantly watch YouTube videos of these little kids playing. And they're like, no, that's their YouTube channel. I said, no, it's not, honey. Who's filming them? 
And they were like, what? I said, their mommy and daddy made the choice that they would have a YouTube channel. Those kids didn't make a choice that they would have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. There's wait. literally a child who just plays with toys and all these people watch it. Wait, what? His name is Ryan. Wait, what? Yeah, he is a sponsored child who just sits and plays with toys. And if you have any children in your life, you know that was something that, um, yeah. This, this is, this is, this feels horrifying to me. Like there's mm-hmm. like a whole genre of YouTube videos that is geared towards making other kids watch these kids play, play with toys. With toys. Mm-hmm. So I assume so they can bug their parents to buy them. Exactly. So they're sponsored by toy companies. The gag. I know. It's a thing. Now they're marketing directly to the kids through their iPhones. Exactly. Wow. Mm-hmm. Capitalism really is fucking awful, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and the worst part is, is like these kids are like, like I watch this stuff and like these kids are really like, they've learned how to be like, oh, look, we're opening this and look at these parts. Oh, this is so cool. And they oh, literally got, just they, play they with the- their new, t- they've been coached. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just imagine if you're an adult and you grow up and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, yeah, it paid for college. So that was cool. But like, I didn't, they didn't really have any say in it. Right. Yeah. And also just like, uh, it's just like, the levels you know the levels mm-hmm. so the next thing we should talk about in our did you hear mm-hmm. i feel like there should be a noise Ding! is um, i gotta figure out how to get some soundboard on here because i think that'd be really fun to have i'm sure we can figure it out uh scarlett johansson suing disney yeah this was this story came out a couple weeks ago um so i didn't hear about it until this week um but yeah scarlett johansson is suing disney because of how they released uh Black, Black Widow, Widow, both on Par- not Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, and uh, and in theaters, which apparently like impacted ticket sales, uh, and you know the her bottom line basically. Yeah. Also, CJ, yeah, we it, see it, you over there, and girl, we lonely too. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. And maybe we need to go into our inner selves and say, why do we need that so bad? Mm. Mm. Maybe Anyways, you don't. I don't think you uh, need it. Anyway. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Um, I say go get your coins too, girl. Like, dis- mm-hmm. I don't feel anyone. I don't feel it, anyone who is suing a corporation or someone who has a lot of money. Typically, I do not feel bad. Period. <laughs> you think it's fine. Well, Scarlett herself isn't hurting, if we're honest. I mean, that's true. But still, mm-hmm. like, if, you know, if it was a man out there. You know, he would be like, oh, yeah, give him the money. Oh, that's a great point. I think about it just like, you know, like if fucking Chris Evans walked up here and said, hey, uh, y'all are affecting my bottom line. Give me my money. I would would say, give Chris Evans his money. Scarlett Johansson does it. She's a bitch. (laughs) Did you hear what I I said about Chris Evans? I made a cute little joke. Go back. Say it again. I said, I would like to affect his bottom line. Oh. Girl, I want him to affect my ass. I want him. Okay, to, I want him to fuck me. So he's like, I, I try to make a joke, and then you turn me. And right. then, no, um, I, I, I'm, I'm not making. I'm just uh, like I'm a truth telling woman. Here, I want you are too. Oh, I, sh- I'm gonna stop. We're gonna, I'm, we're gonna get demonetized if I say anymore. Yeah, well, actually, like stop. we're not okay, even monetized. So- like, yeah, we're not even monetized. So. 
whatever. Anyways, moving it's along. Fine. Scarlett Johansson, get your money. Um, get your money. So my this story yours. for this week, I thought was very funny because, like, I was um, having my coding call with my coach, and he was like, um, "Charles Charles Stanley is selling CBD." And I'm like, Who the fuck is Charles Stanley? It's like Andy Stanley's dad, and Andy Stanley is the pastor of North Point Ministries, like CEO, head CEO, pastor. Uh, and I just cracked up. I'm like, this is amazing. This is just like the MLM of the essential oils who are just like, like, you know, the women in the churches to do that. I was like, so now the dudes are just going straight for CBD. It's amazing. But as it turns out, turns out. Um, it was not Charles Stanley, but a person who was impersonating Charles Stanley trying to swindle like dummies on the internet for their money, which at the same time, while I don't think it's okay to impersonate people, I think that's fucking funny that you chose Charles Stanley of all people to like steal their identity. To sell CBD to good old MLM people. So funny to me. So funny to me. Um, But that was the only, that's not really a story. It was basically just like uh, people were freaking out and then like all, everyone was like, oh, false alarm he's being impersonated like it was like i got my article from christianity today where the um the the headline is uh charles stanley not selling cbd like gummies it just says gummies yeah so media is using baptist preacher name to advertise gummies oil so funny yeah so um that's it for um the uh, I almost called it Hot Tops for Did You Hear, which is the pop culture and shit section. And now we're moving on to the second uh, second portion of the show, the evening. Um, Q&O. Um, I'm also going to put... Question um, opinion. Ask your fave or it ants at gmail.com. Uh, there's a couple ways you can submit questions to us. Um, one way is you can submit them right now in the comment section right over here. Uh, We'd be happy to answer them on air. Or you can email us at askyourfavoriteants at gmail.com, and we might read them a lot on the show. All submissions are are like a, what's it called? Anonymous, unless you are- um, Unless you're okay with it. Yeah. So- Let um, us know. Yeah, that's what I would say. Um, I'm going to pull up my question that I got earlier today um, in the inbox. So this says, hello, Kevin and Sarah. Um, I came out a few months ago, and I am now going through a divorce from my husband, who I was with for 10 years. We have two kids, and we both have left fundamentalist Christianity in recent years, and I'm struggling. I know coming out and getting divorced was the brave and honest thing to do, but the depression is sinking in and it feels like this darkness confirms that I made the wrong choice. When will it get easier to live with my true self even though I'm losing so much? Ooh, my baby. Mm -hmm. First of all, let's all take a deep breath with that one. (sighs) Mm -hmm. I want to invite you to read the People article about our friend Matthew Paul Turner. Yes, go look it up right now. It'll give you um, a sense that like what you're feeling right now is change Mm -hmm. and change, change always, even if it's the best, even if it's the right change is always hard. It always is always. Always. And, 
and there's loss here and there's grief here, not just grief and loss about actual things, but like Mm -hmm. things that you were sold as a kid or like visions you had or visions other people and expectations other people had for you. Like it's so layered that I just want you to give yourself a break. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean you're moving in the wrong direction because let me tell you the number of times a decision has at first been so overwhelmingly uh, Mm -hmm. just feels difficult and grief. I mean, even leaving my church community felt like grief, uh, just deep, deep grief. Like I wept like someone had died. Mm -hmm. I think there's let yourself feel that grief. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's the thing, like recognize that like, yeah, it was the right thing to do and it was hard. I think that's the thing. It's just like, I did the right thing. So why do I feel so bad? I'm just like, because it still hurts. Because mm-hmm. like you, you're human. because you have two kids and you've been married to someone for 10 years and you just lost your faith. Like, that's why it's hard, because you literally just changed your whole fucking life. Your so, whole life. Yeah. And so uh, Ramda says, give it two years to grieve. Give yourself a good two years to grieve it out and then grieve some more. Yeah. The thing is, is that it pops back up. Yeah. Um, in so many different we ways. We have to be honest with ourselves. Like you look, you think you're over something completely. And then one thing will just be devastating mm, it'll wreck, and it'll wreck your whole, days, like, yeah. And then days you'll just be smiling and you don't know why you're fine mm-hmm. and you just don't know. And I think you have to hold on to what helps me is to remember all the people that I know that have gone through this kind of thing. I think about like Glennon Doyle or whether I know them or don't know them yeah, personally. Matthew Paul Turner, Glennon Doyle, Paul, Trey Pearson, you know, all they, a shit ton of my personal friends in town. Mm-hmm. And the truth is they not, not a single one of them, not a single one of them didn't go through grief, pain. Is mm-hmm. this the right thing? And yet there was this deep inner knowing that this is indeed the right thing. Yeah. And, and so um, on the, yeah, when you're there, if you just like, it's like, I don't know if I made the right choice. Like, just ask yourself, did I make the right choice? And then just tell yourself, yeah, I know that I made the right choice and I don't need to question that. And then because let I it made go. it, I fucking made the choice. It's done now. And so now I just get to step into the new thing. And I just, I need you right now to be so careful with yourself. And by mm. that, I mean, just kind, uh, gentle. be so gentle and kind to yourself right now and mm. be around people who are doing the exact same thing mm-hmm. and allow your partner to grieve how they're going to grieve. That's layered as well. Um, mm. There's just so much in there. So we're with you. We're for you. We believe that you made the right choice because it was the one that you needed to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you know, I, I love the idea, the possibility that the best is ahead. Yeah, because it is. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Right now, this is the best moment. Because this is the only moment. Yep. Like, this is so, so this is something I learned through um, a trip into space that I took one time. Um, which is code for um, doing drugs. Um, But one time on a trip when I was talking to God in there, it just became very clear to me that their past and future, we're we're never going to be there. We're only ever right here. Like this Mm -hmm. moment is the most holy thing we have because this moment is the only thing by default. And so it's like, I can like, like the best is not even ahead. The best is right here. What would it be like? That's the thing. It's just like, that to me is a very juicy idea, a delicious idea. 
where it's like the best is not some far off place. The best is I'm not going to be good when I get recovered. I'm not going to be good when I'm done grieving. I'm not going to be good when all these things happen. I'm gonna be, I can be good right now because I am. I, I might feel grief, but you know what? Like, let me feel it fully, completely, and give it so much compassion. Yeah, you that's have to how, give yourself compassion over it. That is, oh my God, that's the card I pulled for myself this week. Like, I I kept having this this thing where I'm just like, I don't have compassion for people who are suffering right now. And it's like, that's because you don't have any compassion for yourself right now. Because you're fucking tired, dude. And so once I recognize that, like the only compassion we ever need to give is to ourselves if we're honest. Yeah. And I think that's an extension though. Like, uh, and that might sound like really selfish to some folks, but the truth is, is like, you aren't capable of being compassionate to other people. If you're not compassionate to yourself, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me, it's always like, I, it's hard for me to think like, Oh, I need to, but I have to recognize that my love for other people demands that I love myself. And that's a really difficult thing for me. That's Mm -hmm. it's way harder for me uh, than to love other people. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's a really important thing for us to do is just really be in, um, in a zone of self-love in order to love others. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, self-care is kind of a word that gets thrown around a lot. Um, but I think it is an important word for a reason. Yeah. I mean, like if, I mean, I would say that the only care we're doing is actually for Mm ourselves, because like, that's what it comes down to. Like I, I, the, the, the best thing I can ever do for other people is work on myself. Mm-hmm. And then like, because like once I, because like if I'm doing anything begrudgingly, if I'm ever, not, it's better that I not do it. If I'm right. ever doing anything out of a sense of deep, like, you know, just like, I don't want to like begrudge anything that I'm doing. So anyways, going back to the original thing, the original question was like, when will it feel better? Time. It takes time. Which is not real, obviously. Uh, but, <laughs> which is not real, obviously. That's a statement. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that Um, is like. It's one of of these weird, beautiful things where it's like, I have to recognize that like it, there is a possibility of a miracle in this moment where I can snap my fingers, change my mind and feel better. And then I might need the miracle again. I might need Mm -hmm. to change my mind again later when the thought comes back up. That's the thing. Is that like, it's like, it's both and. Healing is both and. You are healed and being healed. Constantly. Constantly. That's evolution, baby worst part of life and the best part of life yeah it's it feels disgusting we're literally caterpillars liquefying our bodies and becoming butterflies you know that's how caterpillars become butterflies yes i do put themselves goo time they become goo they Mm -hmm. liquefy their body into goo and then just rearrange themselves are you kidding me yeah so crazy uh i think there's a really great question yeah, that someone's writing for a chaplaincy course. This one from Mr. Ricardo Brown says, is it good to develop a spirituality freed from, quote, religion? Mm. So uh, I'm guessing that's like the idea of doing meditation without like directing it towards like a deity or possibly doing um, a spirituality. Ri- I don't know. Richard, because like, like the word, the operative word here is religion, mm-hmm. you know, because like when we say like, I assume just like develop a spirituality freed. I mean, actually my question is, can you? Yeah. Because religion is as old as mankind itself and any sort of spirituality 
is going to be borrowing some kind of language from somewhere mm-hmm. because there is, <laughs> frankly, there's nothing original under the sun anymore. You know, we, we missed that boat. We were not around for early humanity or maybe we were not. Or were um, we? um, but I would say like, uh, I mean, sure. Like it's good to develop a spiritual practice. I would, I will say this. It's good to develop a spiritual practice regardless of what your religion is because right. plenty of people are Christian, not nearly enough of them have a spiritual practice. You know, there's plenty of Muslims in the world. There's plenty of Buddhists in the world who don't pray. Right. You know, so I would say it's good to develop a spiritual practice regardless of how you religiously identify, period. I think it's good to be religiously curious, too. So I think when I think about this idea of a spirituality, a spirituality uh, indicates to me like an openness to like mm-hmm. knowing the different uh practices and understandings and beliefs of other folks. And that really can sort of add to your own spirituality and spiritual practices, not in a way of like uh, cultural appropriation, but in this idea of like um, how, what is it that I'm feeling a sense in my spirit? What is my Mm -hmm. spirit about? Um, You know, Brandon Robertson recently wrote that he was a agnostic Christian. And that sat Mm -hmm. really well with me. I feel like some, on most days I'm an agnostic Christian, even though I'm a practicing pastor. Um, Mm -hmm. because I just think that there's so much mystery out there in the world. And so religion can be a little bit of a box in, but I also think people who just say, well, I'm spiritual, not religious. The truth is they're joking themselves to be honest. Yeah. Can I tell you, like, I'm still like, I'm, you know, I'm always asking the question of like how I identify because like, (laughs) Some days. Yeah, because it's like I love Jesus and I also fully practice, you know, witchcraft on the full moon and the new moon and, every, and like I read tarot cards every single morning right before I do yoga and when I'm smoking weed. So it's like and also Jesus is one of, is a friend of mine. You know? And whatever again he calls like, me friend. And I'm also like on the same level, I'm fully willing to admit that I could be wrong about all of it. Like, that's the thing is like, I could be wrong. I could be making all of this up. I don't care. Do you know why? Because it makes me happy. That's it. And is happiness the goal in some ways? Yes. No, not even in some ways. It is the only goal. Like, I'm, I'm dead serious. My happiness is my only goal in this life. And the thing about it is, if we can recognize that our happiness is actually will be actually complete when all humankind comes to the fullness of love. <sighs> come on, somebody. Ooh. Come on, that better preach. Listen, I didn't come to preach, but I am preaching uh, at my church October 19th, I think. Yeah, that's awesome. If you're, oh, you're going to be back in BFE. I'll be back in Oregon. No, it's called the DRW. The Deschutes River Woods. That's where D-R-W. my W. I just, uh, I always get it wrong, so I'm proud of myself. I love that. Well, we are coming uh, up on close to an hour, and I figure like an hour is like a, a good place to like a good place to stop. We did off. have some grievances. Uh, Do you want to get normally- into them? The only thing I would say is Afghanistan, friends. Everybody, read the news. Pay attention. <sighs> we, we-, we could have started our whole episode with this. Um, yeah. It is just absolutely shocking what is yeah. happening in Afghanistan. Yeah. So. Also, 
if you're posting about this, don't write. I, I don't, I had a really tough time. I read this girl's post about like praying for all the Christians in Afghanistan. And I'm like, can you pray for all the humans in Afghanistan? Like, like why it does do like, we have to couch it in language like because that? Because guess what? Like every single person who is not for a horrifyingly patri- patriarchal, uh, I don't want to say it's backwards, but it's conservative, conservative, conservative Islam. It's terrible. And God help. Mm -hmm. That's my prayer because I don't know what else. So that is our big grievance. And um, Mm yeah. Yeah. All right, friends. Yeah, so, Richard, uh, yeah. send me send me something to um, oh, send it to ask your favorite answer to favorite gmail.com and we'll we'll get into that. Well, fun. We'd love it. Um, we'll help you other... write your seminary papers, guys. We'll help you write your chaplaincy papers. It just yeah, whatever. absolutely. Actually, um, real talk. I've had multiple conversations with seminarians for their papers. I am totally open to having conversations like that. I love Same. doing it. So set us up. Um, you know, set us set up a time with us. We'd love to talk to you. You can follow me across the internet at the Kevin Garcia. You can follow me at Rev Sir Heath. Do you have any announcements this week? Things you want to plug? Um, no. Other than what we're doing next week, really excited to be at Wild Goose. Really excited to be recording together. Um, that's all, That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, I am um next Monday. So two things. One. Um, the Crowded Table weekly online meeting. We're going to be live here on YouTube and on Facebook uh, and on Instagram for Crowded Table, which is a different kind of spiritual gathering. Please come hang out with us. Um, it's on all the social media. You can find me there. Um, I'm having a clearance sale right now, actually. Um, so if you're listening to the podcast, it's called. I'm calling it the Super Secret Clearance Sale. Um, because I'm not putting it on all social media. So if you're, you're fancy, if you're here, it's, um, so let me just type it in the captions real quick so you can get it. You can go to the Kevin Garcia.com slash secret sale. And boom, add caption. Where is it? Boom. Uh, so you can go to this website right here, the Kevin Garcia.com slash secret sale. Uh, and everything is like 15 and 20 bucks. There's limited quantities available. Um, but I have like three X in a couple of different things. I have a ton of tank tops that I need to get rid of. So please go there, buy something so that, um, I don't lose all my money on that. Thanks. And also cause they're great. Yeah. They're actually so comfortable, like without a doubt, like probably one of the most comfortable, comfortable, comfortable t-shirts you will get talking um the other thing is next monday i am doing a meditation workshop called practice makes peaceful um it's going to be in the patreon community or in the crowded table community <laughs> which is uh at patreon.com slash the kevin garcia um so i want you all to come to that if you're into that sort of thing i love it uh yeah so what's some advice you can leave people with this week are you sticking to your make sure you meditate every day always i mean that's my that's my standing thing but like this week I think my um, I think my advice is, um, you know, uh, think less, do more. Because I think a lot of times we will get so caught up in the thought of should I, shouldn't I, do I want to, do I not want to, what will happen if I do? Like when if you do you want to do it, yes or no? If the answer is yes. Fucking do it. If the answer is no, don't do it. Ooh, 
just think like stop stop thinking so much about it it's called like you're getting more stressed out thinking about it than actually doing it so just fucking do it <laughs> make your dreams come true that was raining it was just actually do it please tell me you know what i'm referencing I don't. The Shia LaBeouf just do it, where he put himself in front of a green screen so people could like make him into a meme. Sarah, ugh, where have you I know, been? I don't, I don't. What's your advice it, for the week? My advice for this week is- To uh, get culturally competent. Watch I Love the 2000s on VH1, just kidding. Yes, do that. Is that, does VH1 exist anymore? Absolutely. Oh, I didn't know. Mm. Um, I would say that my advice for this week is, um, Whenever you're feeling that sense of anxiousness, um, stop and ask yourself, will this matter in five years? Mm -hmm. And if it'll matter in five years, well, then and I guess you have something to work on. Right. Um, I just think uh, lately I've been getting really upset or anxious about things that I think in the long run aren't going to be huge things. Right. So. And before we go, let's celebrate International Dog Day. I don't even know where my dogs are. Oh, Tippy, this is Tippy. Hold on, I'm getting my dog. Everyone, this is Tippy. And Tippy took a big shit in the guest room bed today. And so, here we are. Look, Jeez. it's puppy time. Two friends, two friends, two friends. I love that our dogs are like friends. opposites. Little babies. Do you want to sign off, Tippy? Do you want to say, please listen bye. to, please listen to irreverent media podcasts everywhere. Everywhere, they're so good. Bye, friends. Mm. Okay, we love you all. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, she's freaking bye. out. She wants down. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks again, everyone, for coming to another episode of uh, your favorite ants. We love you. You're wonderful. Love you. And take care of yourself. Make good decisions. Good decisions. And. Uh,